Are you ready for this? Your boys are back. Show dog. It's WrestleMania 15. <laughs> Main event, The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Gola. Whitey, again, that motherfucker just hit a third. Suck my dick, New York. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, holy fuck, that guy hit some tanks, baby. And KG. It's, it's tough. As I, can, I, don't, I don't know. I don't even know. I'm sorry. I just got worked up about Girardi. I fucking hate the guy. <laughs> Bringing you hot take after hot take. It's BDB. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of BDB. Happy Thursday, everyone. We're going to be talking some Celtics. We got a live reaction of the Bruins getting absolutely oh dump trucked right now. That could oh get interesting. Boy. And then we just have some uh, typical locker room locker room talk, some small things we want to bring up. And we got our starting five, building our best starting five NBA draft. Which all I'm time. super excited. All time. All timers. Yeah. <clears throat> all time. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there'll be some old, old guys, some new guys. Mixing and matching. It'll be interesting. It'll be fun. Start with the uh, live reaction goal. How's the game going? Oh, this is fucking pathetic. I mean, let's, I... Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's say where, where we're at, because we're recording it the night before. Where are we in the game right now, Fagola? All right, it's uh, second intermission. Bruins oh. are down 4-1. to one. They are getting absolutely fucking dummied in this series. I, I, I mean, listen, I've been watching the Bruins for quite a few years now at this point. This is the worst I think I've ever seen them play in the playoffs. This Carolina team is completely suffocating them. The Bruins are getting absolutely nothing out of their fucking top two lines. The In the first game, their most scoring opportunities came out of the third and fourth line, which is completely unacceptable. They're showing absolutely no fight until they they get down by three goals and they said want to go around and act like fucking tough guys. It's completely and utterly pathetic. And this team... I mean, I don't know. I'm not even sure they're going to show up in the over. I think with the next game is Friday, maybe Saturday, Friday probably in Boston. They're going to get fucking boat raced out of this playoffs, and I just it's just pathetic. They are getting the, fucking dominated. I don't watch hockey as uh, nearly ever, so I don't know this. But it's, does home ice matter that much in hockey? I think it does. Um, they they always say like you know the the series never really starts till you win a game on the road right because you win the games you win, you're supposed to win the home games. Um, I just don't see anything out of this Bruins team that makes me think that they're gonna they're gonna even fucking put up a fight in this series. Um, they're getting pushed around. They're getting just bullied. And then you know you always think of the Bruins right like from years past the big bad Bruins they throw bodies they they hit hard. This team is fucking soft. There isn't a single guy on this team other than maybe Trent Frederick that's got a set of nuts on him when it comes to hitting and fighting. It's just that yeah, I don't know. I I thought that they had a chance in this series because I thought they had a better goaltending. Yeah, clearly I was wrong there because Anthony Ranta stood on his fucking head in game 1. He's out of the game now cuz they got into a collision with Pasenak. They got their third string fucking goalie in. And it doesn't matter because the Bruins can't get a fucking shot on that. It's just completely and utterly pathetic. I, I don't know why I'm still putting myself watch, watching them tonight. But I'm going to sit here and watch them lose seven to fucking one at this rate. 
I'm just, it's fucking terrible. I thought Marshawn was like a a bully on the ice. Is he not like a fighter? Well, he no, no he's, he's just he's he he's the like best. a pest. He yeah. I mean, he's never mm-hmm. he's not gonna fight anybody. People want to fight him, yeah. but he's not gonna. It's just I don't know what it is. They, they, I mean, they, they, I you can see the frustration tonight watching this game. They're just the Bruins. They're not getting anything. Not getting any scoring chances. They had like well. Other than the first like six minutes of the game, they jumped out early, had a few chances, and then it's been complete and utter domination from Carolina since then. And I don't know, I it's just fucking bad. It's you it's know, just a sh- piss poor showing. Any like for any sport, a sign of that you're getting your ass kicked physically and mentally is by throwing cheap shots and doing like we've seen the Bruins get up in series before, and you're like, holy fuck, ho- hopefully they get out of this while being hurt because this other team. It's just like they're yep. getting dominated, so they're just going to start tripping guys. It's going to get chippy around the boards, stuff like that. And that's kind of what the, the Bruins are doing right now. You've been watching a lot of it, sure? Yeah. Um, no, but that's the sounds. Yeah. No, and, and like I, I say, you know, I don't – I know they lost 5-1 to one Monday night um, or Sunday night. Not Monday night. That game wasn't as bad as a the score. They played well. well. I watched the first two yeah, periods. They, they played well. They just couldn't put the puck in. Yeah, they, so they they actually probably for the for I don't know seventy percent of the game Monday night outplayed Carolina. They outshot them. Yeah, and I wouldn't that game I wouldn't put any any of that blame really on Allmark. Allmark, I mean, I think two of the three goals that he let up that night were on screens, and that that's in the, this isn't that's what I mean. This with the whole fucking Bruins, the Bruins are letting Carolina just stand in front of the fucking yeah. net. The defensemen aren't moving anybody. They're getting screamed. It's just there's no physicality. This whole like, I understand like the hockey's changed. You don't have a bunch of teams going in that you just fight the whole time. But when you if you watch enough playoff hockey, you still realize you need to be physical. You need to hit check hit people. You need to clear the net out in front from from like forward just standing there not doing a fucking thing. And the Bruins aren't doing it. They're soft. This team's soft, and they continue to just fucking lay down because they don't have anybody that's I don't know it's I'm just can we move on to the Celtics I fucking had enough about this well I think that's I think that's a great transition is that you know basketball and hockey have changed to more of like speed you know basketball is more of a three-point shot but you're seeing the Celtics and the Bucks probably my opinion are maybe the two favorites to win the championship whoever comes out of that but it's because of their physicality like Mm -hmm. both of them are so physical without being um, a bully. They're just learning how to play like a different way. And you, like you see it, it, it's funny. Like I listened to Stan Van Gundy, this moron of a human being who just could never win anything with all kinds of talent and telling everyone what they're doing wrong. But Stan Van Gundy's like, oh, they're not taking two. I mean, they're not taking any twos in the hoop. It's like they're starting Giannis at the fucking three, Bobby Porter 6'10 at the four, and Brooke Lopez 7'1. Like, no wonder why they're <laughs> no, not you... fucking shooting in the paint, dude. Giannis is a fucking freak. <laughs> And Brooke Lopez is 7-1. At least he can get a finger on it. You know, like, obviously, there's like they're shooting threes because they're wide open. It's not like they're shooting threes because they're not open. They just didn't hit him in game one. I told you guys, for the Celtics, I wasn't worried about game two because they just got to make shots. If they, if they can make shots, they defended fine, and they defended better that game. Um, but it's it's all about making shots. 23s made, uh, and Jalen Brown definitely stepped up after his game one. Oh, my God. Was he dominant in the first half? First half. He literally said the don't. And you know what? I was talking about this with uh, a friend, and I was like, you know, not only credit, like, he he scored the shit out of the ball in the first half and put set the tone, but the fact that it wasn't going to the second half and he didn't, like, think, okay, well, I I scored 25. I need to put up 50. 
He was like, no, yeah. I'll, I'll penetrate. And guess what? If they collapse on me and like the, all this heights there, I'm just going to kick it to the open man and make the right pass. And uh, yeah. credit to him, and, not, not worrying about points and worrying about winning. So I, I want to do want to touch on something real quick about that. We talk about how, you know, those two teams will play super physical and everything. Can we talk about how fucking soft and ridiculous it is? The fact that they don't play again till Saturday. Yeah, oh, that's I awful. That. So now, bad. listen, now I, I will say I understand scheduling the Bruins play Friday night at the gar- at the Garden. No, no. So they're playing no, in Milwaukee. Milwaukee. What the fuck yeah. are we even talking about? Yeah. It's something it, Milwaukee, like a concert. They, or... Really? The fact that know. they go fucking Tuesday to Saturday soft. But oh, with that awful. being said, with that being said, um, I didn't watch much of the second half. I did see the majority of the first half. But um, another guy too, Grant Williams probably had the best yeah. game of his career yep. um, between lock, you know, trying to lock garden Giannis and then just shooting the rock and stuff. I mean, Horford played excellent from what I saw too. It was, it was kind of what you expected. I mean, from them originally, you knew they weren't going to shoot as badly as they did in game one. You expected them to bounce back. I didn't think it was going to quite be like that good of a shooting display, but obviously, um, you know, I'll take it. I mean, Giannis is averaging 26 points in his two games, but he is earning every damn point he's scoring. It's not a good 26 by any means. The Celtics oh, are D and him up, man. And like they're, I mean, they can D him up because without Middleton there, that's a huge loss for the Bucks. But middle, I mean, Giannis is have to work for every single point, and I feel like you can see it. There's times in the game where he was like winded. He was he was beat. Looks like. Um, but back to Grant Williams. I feel like when they drafted this dude, I I knew he was like good. I think it was Tennessee, right? Yeah. Yeah. I never thought he was ever going to be this type of player for them. No I feel way. like I feel like he's almost like a leader already for this team. He comes off the bench. He can put up 20 here and there, but like the defense this dude does, I don't know. He's just he's like an awesome role player for a team the Celtics list. Like, yes. He's yeah. almost like a he's, mini he's definitely... Draymond, like not yeah. not nearly his level, but like yeah. the fact that he chirps oh. other teams uh, the fact that he doesn't stop talking on the court, like his teammates tell him to shut up all the time. But that that's, they like love it, but like, shut the fuck up, Grant. You, mm-hmm. we, keep, we hear you. We know there's a guy who's got the set, setting the screen on the right side of me, but he just will keep yelling it and yelling it and yelling it. It's, that's kind of what you need, especially when you are like in a shooting slump or something and you bring in this guy off the bench. You need someone who's going to bring the spark. Uh, can we talk about the number of reviews? In this game, I, I haven't been watching a lot of the oh, other NBA games, but this game was just, it was, I, I didn't watch the ending of the game because it was such a blowout, but it was at a point where I wanted to turn it off even before that. Cause it seemed like every two, three minutes, it was just like another review, another review, another review. It's getting out of control. The Grayson Allen one was ridiculous. The fact that he wanted to fight Peyton Pritchard, who was like the most innocent human being of all time. Like, I don't even think Peyton knew what the fuck was happening. Well, of he course playing. he did. He's a Trying scumbag. He went to Duke. Of course, Grayson <laughs> but, I mean, Allen like, wanted to serious, do something like, stupid. He he is a scummy scummy player, and but like that that was like so minimal of a foul anyway. Um, and the fact that he thought he was like tri- I don't know what he even thought. Like he grabbed his leg and he went down. Like that's a that's what a foul. Like that's what happens when you're getting beat to the hole. You try to like grab and and try to make sure they don't get to the hole. It wasn't like he tripped him or anything. It was ridiculous. <laughs> He looked like a bitch doing oh, it. Uh, look at Duke. 90, 99% of people that come out of Duke are the most classiest people in the world. And then you got guys like Kyrie and Grayson Allen who are absolute shitheads. And I agree. I think Grayson Allen is a D-bag. I do not like the guy at all. 
But other than that, the 99% of them are the nicest oh, salt of the earth people they'll ever be, dude. So, yeah. I'll agree to disagree. The the, the garden but, couldn't have handled it better, by the way. The fuck you, Grace and Alan chance were just, <laughs> I mean, you could, if you had a five-year-old, five-year-old in the room, you would have to, like, put earmuffs on him. That's how loud it well, was. I mean, I don't know if we want to jump over to this right now, but speaking of fuck yous, I absolutely love Draymond fucking walking off the court, flipping off everybody in Memphis last night. And I love his quote after the game when he was like, you know, talking about how intense it was, blah, blah, blah. He goes, and they were probably cheering because I, uh, you know, they knew I was going to get fined. He goes, but at the end of the day, I made $30 million this year. I think I can pay it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I've yeah. always I, been a Draymond that guy. Series, that, that series is going to be get nasty. Shippy. It's going to be a good one. Like the, the something series is physical. That this is, is going to get chippy. dirty. That's different. You know what I mean? Mm. That's not, that's like a guy going to the hole and you're going to take him out high. Um, which you don't never want to see. We've already seen it did, a few times. Um, did anything come from Dylan Brooks? The Dylan Brooks? Did he get? I don't think they've said anything yet. Not yet. They probably got five days before the play again, though. That, <laughs> that's no shit. <laughs> that was a that was a fucking dirty. Uh, you yeah. know what's nasty too? And like we we like you could see it on the replay with the way like uh, Peyton's elbow just like locked yeah. when he hit the ground. I was like, mm-hmm. oh fuck me. That was nasty. Oh. He's he's been starting for them the last couple of games too, just because of his defense. And uh, that's, uh, I mean, on the offensive stats line, it's not a huge loss, but just like the presence on the court defensively, it's well, a huge it loss for the Warriors. Morant, Morant yeah. went out and put up 43, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't think he does it with Peyton on him. Yep. Especially because Peyton's you know so athletic and so physical, where Steph is definitely not that. I wonder if they gotta they gotta switch that up. I know that they've. Uh, uh, I mean, but I know Clay. Thompson. Clay used to always be a big defender, but I don't know if because yeah. of the injuries, if it's sort of, you know, slowed him down a little bit. Well, the one thing, thing is that it's interesting because they have both Poole and Curry, so like one of them kind of has to guard him, and uh, it's he's eating him up right now. Just yeah, real quick, going back to the Celtics, the the fans' chance. I love the chant when Giannis is taking free throws and they count. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because yeah. he takes so long. Yeah, well, you know what he does now? You see what he does now? He does his routine I guess before I the really... refs before the refs give him the ball. Yeah. Because he was oh, no he was taking him like 20 seconds to shoot yeah. like during the season. So now he does his routine, and he won't let the refs pass him the ball until he's finished his routine, and then they pass mm-hmm. to him, and he can – then he, it takes him like probably seven seconds now to shoot a free throw. But, so ridiculous. Yeah. And he's shooting him this series 80%, so I, it's no way you can keep that up, but – um, he looks like, you know, and I know it's not as simple as this, and obviously the Celtics are doing a pretty good job, but there are moments during the game when you watch him that I swear to God, I just don't, it's it's just like one of those things, like, I don't know why he just doesn't dribble the ball and go to the hole every fucking play and either dunk or lay it in. Uh-huh. It seems like it's like so simple for him at times, and I'm like, why doesn't he just do this every goddamn possession? And I, I understand it's not that easy, but there's just times he's, he's and- so physical and so big. You can't stop him. He's a goddamn dump truck. It feels like every 50-50 charge is never against him. Like, it no. should... There's a lot where he just... Like, there's like, oh, I'm just going to the hole and I'm just going to fucking bury you. And he just runs through guys. They're not even moving. That eh, block. It's like, well, if we had 50 think- challenges, we'd win 50 challenges. But these are absolute fucking charges. If any other player did it, it would be a charge. They They refuse to call charges on Giannis. Well, I think a lot of it's a super, this, the fact that he's a superstar, right? I yeah. mean, like, if he's if he's not Giannis, he's not the league MVP, 
or you know whatever he's I mean he's probably not going to get those calls but I just it's just so that's what I hate about the NBA too like they just give certain guys more calls and it's like it shouldn't be that way like I understand they're the best players but you shouldn't fucking give them more foul calls just because of who they are I hate that it's one thing I hate about the NBA so much Tatum back down Grayson Allen once which I thought was a charge because he threw the arm a little bit yeah it also should have been a lot of charges on Giannis if that's the same thing yeah, like well, and I the thought, fact I thought it, they're not used to seeing Tatum do it, and then he did it once, charge. But if Gian, Giannis goes the hole like that twenty times a game, they don't ever call it. I mean, it also was good. I think I think it was Grayson Allen who took it. I think like he sold it well too. Oh, I perfect. think that's yeah. That's because Tatum threw the first shoulder hard, probably harder than the first one. I mean, yeah. harder than the second one. And then when he felt the second one come, he immediately hit the ground. I mean, he, he Grayson's a great, de- he, not a great, de- he's a good defender. Yeah. He actually is a good defender. Well, he's smart, dude. He went to Duke. He's he, not so smart on. Uh, he's smart to not be guarding Jalen Brown anymore. Jalen Brown absolutely <laughs> dropped him, dude. Did you guys see that? Oh yeah, he, yeah, oh, he yeah, 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 yeah. Oh him my yep. god, he put him right on his ass. It, it, yep. And I yeah. actually respect Grayson. He was like laughing on the ground. Yeah, I mean, what are you gonna do? No, right. You wait, 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 wait. You respect him for that play. Or you respect Grayson Allen. I respect Grayson Allen for like laughing it off. Okay. Okay. I don't think you respect him like for what he does in the court though. No. Yeah. Okay. Good. Phew. Yeah. It was, <laughs> um, I, it, now that it's uh one, one, I will say I perfectly project projected game two. I said, not worried at all. Going to be a blowout. Feel comfortable. What's your projections for the rest of the series? Um, I think it's an uphill battle for Milwaukee without Middleton. I think if the Celtics shoot the ball, I mean, I, I can't imagine they're going to keep up with the, the same pace they did on on um, on last night as far as shooting the rock. But if they, even if somewhat close, I think it's going to be a difficult series for Milwaukee to win unless Giannis just goes completely like God mode for fucking the rest of the series. And I don't mean like yeah, he can score 30. I'm talking Giannis scoring like 45 a game for the next the rest of the series. Yeah, I think game one was absurd, like won't happen again. Game two, absurd, won't happen again. I think it's going to be like closer games the rest of the way. And I think yeah. it's going to go like six, seven games, too. Um, I don't think like the Celtics are just going to ride this momentum and just win four in a row. I just don't think it's going to happen because I don't think they can shoot the three ball as well as they did this game. And that's just like a backbreaker, especially when you when you come out and you're shooting that hot. So, um I wouldn't be surprised if going back to Boston, it's two, two series. And then that's just my take. I, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I just think the reason why I'm saying with this, with the, the Celtics, I just think that they're without Middleton, like this, this, I think they just have more options to go to. And I just think that's, it'll it'll put pay dividends um, in these upcoming games, but what a collision. If they lost a series, it wouldn't surprise me. I just, I just think it's going to be more of an uphill battle for Milwaukee to get it done. Yeah, I, I also think it's an uphill battle. Um, I thought the I thought Milwaukee made some adjustments in the game where they started having Giannis run the pick and roll um, as a screener. The Celtics didn't answer that very well, but I think they might have shown their hand a little too early. So um, obviously you're trying to get back in the game, and it just kind of happened that way. But now I'm like, okay, well, that was working. Obviously the Celtics are going to be working on that a shit ton. I wonder if they just show their hand a little too early. Um, I do think the Celtics win game three. I think Giannis goes God mode, wins game four, and the Celtics take the rest for in in, in six. Um, 
So, I, but they're just so physical. I think Mark is coming back. Derek White, <laughs> oh for yeah. six, man, like four turnovers, five fouls. Um, Has he even like played that well? I mean, I didn't watch him really no. much in the regular season. Did he even play well since they got him from no. San Antonio? And then I, I was like gonna say something bad about it, but he was plus twenty two, so he must have been something. He was the highest on the him and Grant were the two highest. Yeah, it's funny so to like, see that. How the fuck is he plus twenty two? So when he's in, he's obviously affecting. He plays good defense. He rebounds. The guy has no awareness of out of bounds. I've never seen a player in the NBA <laughs> with least. You watch the games. Uh, I've never seen a player with least or less awareness of an out of bounds line than him. It's on. Oh, maybe the kid from Kansas that caught the ball um, with three seconds to go and just ran out of bounds. Oh. That kid wasn't very good. But for an NBA player, um, it's just like every time he catches, I think, come on, man. Um, just don't hurt us. And he seems to find a way, in my opinion, to still hurt us. Even though he's plus 22. Um, but uh, Peyton, Peyton Pritchard, um, I think that he's going to be. Dude, it's unreal looking at that plus minus. Every single player in the Celtics plus minus positive. Peyton Pritchard, 24 minutes played, and he's minus two in that game when they win by 23 points. I know, I know. That's not that's not a good look when you win by 23 and your plus minus is minus two. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, it's not good. I think with analytics these days, uh, he might see his minutes drop a little bit. <laughs> well, well, that's the thing. If if they are scoring anyway, if Jalen and Jason are doing their thing, then you're not going to be playing Peyton Pritchard, right? Because he's in there for one thing, and that's to shoot the rock. To spread them out, um, but and then obviously Marcus Smart not playing, obviously attitude. That minutes. was the other big part, right? And 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 this is another thing about that Peyton Pritchard part is that even you know he's that small guard, he's not really a ball handler, and he had Drew Holiday on him, which makes it extremely hard to bring the ball up the court. He was giving it up eight like as soon as possible, and I would too because Drew's got the longest fucking arms in in, in the NBA. Um, but with Marcus on the Marcus on the court with him, Marcus would bring the ball up the court, and he just kind of floats around from there, and uh, he has a better chance at scoring. So, oh, no, oh my fucking Bruins Christ! Penalty. That's great. No, they're already down. They're already on the power play. Carolina is. Then the Bruins just get a four-minute fucking high stick penalty. So they're oh, gonna yeah. be five on oh. three. This is oh, yeah, that was a good one. I mean, one. come on, dude. This is fucking pathetic. That was this obvious. Team is absolutely fucking horseshit. All right, you guys good with the C's? All right, um, just a little bit of NFL talk. What do you guys think of Tannehill and Malik Willis's comments? Tannehill basically came out and said, uh, the quote was, I don't think it's my job to mentor him. If he learns from me along the way, that's a great thing. And then he went on to say, we're competing against each other. I'm, I'm fine with everything. Tannehill I 100% said. agree. That's his job. Like, that's like, when you I don't understand your job. I am like... I, I'm not like mean to you. I'm not non not friendly. I'm just gonna go about doing my business the same way I usually do. And that's kind of mentoring, right? Like that's what you want. Like you don't want someone to be buddy buddy. You want you just want to see someone. You want to watch the guy do the job the right way. I I don't understand why people have such a freaking problem with it. it it's like it, that. Yeah, I don't know. It's like I liken to this like and I remember like kind of bring it to like my own self. Like when I was still working hourly at the mill. And I knew I was getting laid off for a month and a half and they had people coming into the department and they're like, you need to train them. And then the, then the boss is like, well, how come you're not really training that much? I'm like, he's, he's taking my fucking job. I'm like, why am I going to sit here and waste my goddamn time showing this fucking person what to do when they're taking my job and I'm going out the door? Like, I'm sorry, but no, like he can figure it out on his fucking own. Mm -hmm. And I, I just don't like, 
I kind of likened to that in a sense. Obviously, it's on a much smaller scale, but like I don't think Tannehill owes Malik Willis a goddamn thing. And I think anybody who like thinks it's like is upset with Tannehill's comments is a fucking pansy. Yeah, I uh, from the surface, I'm not a huge fan of the comments, dude. I think um, I'm not saying his only job in the world is to mentor Malik Willis and to get him to steal his job. But um, I'm a firm believer that like everyone on the team is like is is worth something and, you know, really as good as the worst guy. And the fact that he came out and said that, I think he just could have came out and said it a better way. That's just my take on it. Um, yeah. I- if he really feels that way and he says he's not really going to like mentor him, whatever. But I think like he could have said it a better way. I think if you yeah, ask guess... Brady this question about any quarterback draft behind him, he would literally laugh in their face and be like, fuck you. I need... He won't even give a practice practice rep to these kids. I don't agree on that at all. I think Brady just has a way better context on saying shit. I just don't think he would do that. Oh, he... I think there was a rift when they first got there with with uh, Garoppolo because he would just not he wouldn't give up pra- practice reps. He wouldn't even do it. Like there right? Was no, chances. he wouldn't do that. But I don't think he would come out and do a quote because I don't think like him and Belichick would want the attention that oh, Tannehill's yeah, yeah. getting for the this. Quote, is what I'm yeah. yeah, I think it's the attitude's right. Yeah. The quote's wrong. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not. I, no, like I it, it doesn't come off as a good leader. But, and I'm not. And I'm not saying that I. I want. I think Tannehill has the whole right to like never talk to the guy. Don't say anything to him. Like if he's a complete prick to him, then like obviously that's, oh, that's not awful. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But I'm just. I'm just saying like I just don't think that. Tan. And the thing is, is you know what? It's kind of the same thing. Tannehill doesn't owe it to Tennessee to mentor Malik Willis either. Like that's what I think. You can lose sight of that too. It's like eventually Tennessee's going to get rid of me, whether they cut me or I decide, well, whatever, it's probably not going to end with all kumbaya or like we're all getting along. So why am I going to sit here and fucking spend my time to try to help them when eventually they're just going to get rid of me anyway? Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I just, yeah, I, I hope it didn't come off to sound I like, think I just like, I agree. Tannehill should be an asshole. That's not what I'm saying, but you're right with the way the delivery, but like, for me, I think that's Brady's mentality. Like, are you fucking kidding me? You took a quarterback. Um, but obviously, it didn't, didn't, it, like, that's the, on the practice field. Like, that's in the lines. But obviously, him and Jimmy were boys. Like, they would go to Kentucky derbies together and stuff yeah. and be boys. But I just felt like, you know, the competitive spirit of, like, a, a professional athlete like Brady, you're not saying it out loud. You're right. You shouldn't have said it out loud. But it's like, hey, I'm not, I'm not here to mentor you. Like, this is my job and I don't want to give it up. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's not like, and the thing is, is it's not like Tannehill is old. Like, he's 33 years old. And the way quarterbacks, how long they're playing in the NFL now, I mean, he realistically could have, you know, another five or six, like, pretty solid seasons in him. So it's like, I, you know, if Tannehill was 38, 39, I, those comments to yeah. me would be like, well, what are you talking about? You only have maybe a year or two left. But, like, he's still feeling young. So, like, I don't actually have a problem with it at all because he's like, I think he thinks, you know, the way the league's set up now, quarterbacks can play forever because you can't hit the fucking guys. So I just think he's like, now I still got plenty of football left to me. I think it's crazy that you expect me to do this. Totally. I wonder, like, um, I wonder if, like, last year, like, Roethlisberger, he did his, you know, victory tour. Um, who was it? Was it Mason Rudolph or someone else? Uh, didn't they have – didn't they? I don't really know. Mason Rudolph they drafted a few years ago. But I, I know they drafted Joshua Dobbs, too, from Tennessee at one point. But I don't know. I don't think either one of them were, like, a higher pick. I think they were, like, fifth or sixth rounders. Whereas, like, Will, they took Willis in the third, right? Or fourth? 
Yeah, seventieth pick. I think or something Rudolph like was a little was pretty early too. No, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, I wonder if last year, if like uh, Rothsberg was like mentoring, right. like because right. he knew he was out and he knew he didn't have a job next year because he was retired. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I wonder and if they, that's yeah, like. And I, I think oh. it, I don't know if you want to learn from him at that point. <laughs> in that situation, if it's like seems like it makes like more sense, but yeah, if you yeah, yeah. you know we got five six good years left, you think then? Oh. Yeah. Uh, Anything else you guys want to talk about? Do you guys want to get into the whole uh, I'm showing Major League Baseball right now? It's fucking pathetic. The what's that? Would you oh, say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The umps. The, the umps show. Oh, God bump. damn, dude. It's not uh, even, absolutely it's not absurd. Even, so I did sure you can like fill us in because I didn't pay a ton of attention. To, yeah, I looked at a few of the clips, but like if you want to provide some context. Yeah, Miami goes out in uh, pitches the the top of the first. Um, they check uh, the Miami pitcher. Uh, quick glance, maybe touch his hand. Uh, if they did, it was for like a half a second. Um, he walks into his clubhouse. And then Bumgarner comes off and uh, the different, a different ump, but the home home plate ump comes up, grabs his hand and gives him like a good three to four or five second massage feeling his hand um, while staring at him awkwardly. Um, and Bumgarner takes yeah, it. Like, yeah, like he's all pissed off eyes. about it. And I don't blame him. Like, Feel my hand. I don't have shit. Let's go. Well, I, I'm not worried about this. And uh, the ump, ump took took it into his own hands, threw him out, and uh, couldn't walk away. It's just, it's absurd. Like, we're not here. There might be some kid who came to the game to watch Madison Bumgarner, their favorite player. Mm-hmm. We're not here to see an ump. Like, you, you call balls and strikes the best you can. Do your job your best you can. Don't make these guys' job hard. Um, especially Madison Bumgarner, who, who obviously has a temper as it is anyway. But he's not bothering anyone. He's just out there throwing. He's probably pissed off. He just gave up a solo shot in the first inning. Um, he hasn't given up two runs in a game this year, I don't believe. Maybe the first game of the year, but he's been phenomenal, really. Um, and he's probably just pissed off. The ump, ump rubbed them the wrong way, and, and then they went off on each other. Um, it's it's sad. I, I think that the ump should be punished for it. I don't think there's any business for that. And I think that you're seeing these, like, it's more and more. Umps are just biting back on these players. Um, more than you've ever seen before. Uh, the ump was definitely instigating something there. I don't know what the background is between these two guys. I don't really research umpire fucking beefs. This is not my thing. But there was definitely some kind of ulterior motive with this guy because he didn't even look at his hand once. He literally grabbed his hand and just stared at Bumgarner. And like just he had something else going on. It wasn't checking his yeah. hand at all. So, yeah, I think the umpire should get fined. I don't think he will. I don't think anything's going to happen to the umpire because they, they just – they don't do that, I feel like, but something they, should happen. They, to they never know. Yeah. They never they do sh- anything with these umpires, no matter. I, I you know what I was, I was thinking about this today a little bit, and I'm like, you know, you have like major league baseball players, and you know, if somebody's like struggling or whatever, like they send the guy down, right? Like, why can't the fucking major league baseball just be like, listen, you are fucking terrible at your job right now. Yeah. Like, you missed like 80 percent of your fucking balls and strike calls the last like week. You're going to you're going to AAA, like. Mm. I know that there's like a union and everything, and they probably they obviously won't allow them. I don't even know if they allow them to discipline them because I swear to Major League Baseball, no matter what the situation is, they always back the umpires. And it's like, just like, and then you see, do see, and I know it's not all of them. You had that guy the other night, I can't remember what game it was, the Braves and Cubs maybe or something. Guy, pitcher throws the ball right down the middle, um, doesn't call, and the guy's walking off. He turns and looks at him, um, pats his chest, like, yeah, I missed it. That's my bad. 
owned up to it, but it's like most of the time, them fucking guys will never admit they're wrong. Major League Baseball won't admit that they're wrong or say that they're wrong on certain calls. It's just pathetic. It's it's like they make it all about them. It's like there's no need of anybody talking about you. Nobody gives a fuck about you. Right. I think that was the Mets, Chris Bassett, wasn't it, that game? Yeah, okay, that what it was the yeah. Mets. Yeah, I couldn't remember yeah. who it was, but. There but, needs you know, to be some like, kind of scale because, I mean, I know that there's a union, but there's also a fucking players union, too. And we send players up and down. And you know what? They need to adopt something where if these fucking umps are terrible and they are and they're affecting games um, like the like the referees in basketball that threw out Draymond. There's no I haven't heard one person other than the referees that threw him out, which could have affected that game. And next thing you know, uh, the Warriors are down two nothing. They're only down. I mean, it's one one now, but that could have had a huge effect on that game. Um, and there's no repercussions for it. These guys are just making these r- ridiculous calls and uh, taking their taking this in their own hands. What if, uh, I don't know, what if the Diamondbacks, I mean, probably not the Diamondbacks, but there could be another situation where they miss the playoffs by a game. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. crazy. Oh, and it's like, and I was listening to, I think it was Monday, uh, part of my take had Joe West on, and we're interviewing him, and they, they got into talking about the whole thing about some of the umpires, especially with like Angel Hernandez, and he made the comment that it was like one of those games like last week when Hernandez was just like, ungodly bad like he normally is west made the comment he goes i know for a fact like they have a game they have game scores right it's like one to 100 zero to 100 he goes i know for a fact his game score was an 85 he would put major league baseball gave him a 96 he goes and the only reason i know doesn't because he sent me a screenshot of it or whatever it was so it's like they don't even hold these guys accountable they just yeah. like, it's yep. just fun. no there's going to be some report out where from the MLB saying the ump did the right thing. He checked his hands. There's nothing says you have to visually see it. You can physically feel it because he was physically holding his hand. And that's what they're going to say. They're going to, they're going to put their, put that on the line. That's what they're going to say. And it's bullshit because we watch what happened in the other, in the top half of the inning. They didn't do the same thing. Right. They didn't treat these guys the same. No. And what it's just, yeah, it's the guy garbage. was rubbing Bungard in his hand and looking in his eyes like he wanted to fucking rub something else on. <laughs> my Jesus Christ, yeah, he was like staring might, intently in there. Like it might not fuck. have been a beef. It might have been a little bit of a crush. Could have been. Could have been. Yeah, could have been a crush. There's nothing wrong with that. No, uh, just touching on that, Draymond. The NBA came out and said they are not rescinding it. They are keeping it as a flagrant two, which I am. Just it's got it's, the only reason is because of his history. That's it. That's the only reason. Nothing else explains that other than his history. These teams are so these fucking leagues are so soft, man. It's unbelievable. Like you're, these are your players. Like these are your stars. Like Draymond is such a vocal people. He has one of the biggest podcasts there is because people want to hear what he has to say, and he's so truthful. And and you treat him like shit, man. Because he has a little bit of a sketchy history, which isn't this year. And you know what? And if you, he's such a veteran now that I think players respect him so much more. Mm. Like these young guys, I think look up to him. It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, it's just fucking. If we ran it, it would be way fucking better. Yeah, it would. <laughs> Especially the MLB. Oh. Yeah. Oh, the MLB is is the easily the worst front Worst. It's fucking oh, yeah. pathetic. All right, you guys ready for a little NBA draft? I'm ready for that starting five, baby. All right, who wants number one? I'll go with Gola. Here you go. Oh, I thought you meant you gave me number one. No, no, no. You have the second pick in the draft. Okay. I swear this is every fucking time I have the second pick, dude. 
Gav, you will have. Let me guess the first. Third. Yo. Uh, I guess this makes my pick pretty fucking easy. No way. With There's the no number way. one pick, I'm taking the Michael Jordan number two, three. Oh, friggin' boring, dude. Oh, my gosh. Shooting guard. Because, oh, we have to specify their position before, so we can't go yeah. back and change it, which would make it way better. But I am taking Michael Ew. fucking Jordan. He's going to set the tone both ends of the court, offensively and defensively. Yeah, let's clarify that real quick. So we're going to draft, and we're going to say every position, like, you know, so you can't just take, like, five centers or whatever. Well, you could if you wanted to, I guess. But, uh, yeah, so you, you say the position when you draft the player. Sure, he just said that. I'm just reiterating it, so we're on the same mm-hmm. page. And, and I think, like, what's going to be interesting, too, is, like, we always send these graphics out to people, and I feel like when we take certain picks, people are going to be like, why the fuck did you take that guy right there? Well, mm-hmm. I think there's some strategy because, to me, personally, I think there are, like, two positions that are exponentially weaker than the other three. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, oh, there's another goal for the Bruins. Oh, yeah, you fucking losers. You only got to score two more to tie it, you Dickheads. Can we, uh, you guys want to talk about Jordan's accolades at all? I'll, I'll go down through a couple of them. Um, yeah, 14 let's, time let's all-star. Those, this is my, this is my captain. 14 time all-star, 10 time scoring champ. That's pretty wild to me. Um, six time NBA champ. We all know that all NBA 11 times. He was the all rookie. He was the rookie of the year. Um, nine time all defensive player of the year. He won defensive player of the year once won the MVP award five times. I think only one guy has that award more than him. Only one person in the NBA. And then every single time he was in the championship, he won the finals MVP. If this dude played in 1994, 95, I think he took off. 94, 95. 93, 94. Can't remember. It's not one of those two years. Do you think they would have won an eight, Pete? Yeah. It would have been tough. Yeah. I, I wouldn't put it past him. He was mm-hmm. that was his prime, man. He was phenomenal. absolute prime. Yep. Only bad thing about this dude went to a shitty college. All he right, Gola, you pick. Oh, you're a pick, Gola. You pick, dude. Best college in the country. <laughs> um, whew, so oh, how do I want to go about doing this? I guess I could put somebody else at this, but because I feel like the shooting guard position is so weak, I'm dipping back into it. I'm putting the Mamba at my two. You mother- it off. Are you kidding me? You're taking my nope. boy? <laughs> taking the Mamba. Listen, oh and, and I know. Like this, I thought for sure he was kidding to me. No, because listen, the sh- shooting guard position is so fucking weak. I feel like after those two guys, it drops off oh. a lot. Unless you play a guy out of position. But I'm taking... Mamba, I know this is kind of what I was saying when people think, why the fuck would you take Kobe at two? Because you, there's so many other people left. But I'm doing it based off of how weak I think the position is after those top two guys. It might come back and bite me in the ass, but I'm I'm sticking with it. And again, fucking, it's Kobe Bryant too. So it's not like we're talking about fucking Paul Pierce here. Unbelievable. I was ultimate competitor. sure this dude was on my team. Damn. Damn. Would you, did you, would you have considered him at one? 
Want to oh, roll? I taken Jordan. Yeah. No. I would have taken Jordan. Oh, no. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I told myself legitimately, I'm like, I, I going into this whole thing, I'm like, if I get one or two, if I get one, I'm going with Jordan. I got to tell you guys the truth. If I got two, I was taking Kobe. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. I, you guys not. I so my my thing is not like the stats. I don't think he's a top five player. I don't, he might not even be top ten. He's a in my lifetime he's a top ten competitor. And you know teammates struggles with teammates, but he's just to me he was like the ultimate winner. Um, and he like would fight for anything. And he never he never backed down. Like he just never backed down from anything. Like okay, uh, me against uh, four Hall of Famers. Fuck you guys. I got this. Mm-hmm. So like I had a plan in mind if I were to get three and those two guys went one two I had a plan of what I was gonna do with the shooting guard position, but because he was there, uh, I'm taking him because that position sucks. Mm-hmm. I love Kobe, my all time absolute all time favorite player. You know, it'll never be touched. And like I think like the way he died, it like just makes his legacy like even like bigger. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but I just I think that's the way it is. I think. I think there was people who were on the fence of Kobe and then like the way he died, it just like all of a sudden it like catapulted him into like this yes. different stratosphere. And it's unfortunate, obviously, but it's the way it is. But um, the one crazy thing, I don't have the stats up in front of me, but you'll see stats of Kobe when he wore jersey number eight and then when he wore jersey number 24. And both of those careers he had with those jerseys oh, are Hall of Fame worthy, Hall of Fame worthy yeah. careers. And yeah, he's I I. Last thing I want to say, too, about him, I, know, I, I feel like Kobe's probably the guy that we could probably talk about more than anyone, um, so I'm going to say it. Um, I think that if you asked all the guys in the NBA right now who their biggest influence was um, growing up on why they play basketball and which player it is, yeah. I bet you over 50% would say Kobe, mm-hmm. probably yeah. higher than that. Uh, but I just think that he influenced the game more than um, any player that other than Jordan. Um Kev, I really, I just like completely changed up. I thought, I really thought for sure it was gonna go MJ and LeBron one two. I just thought for sure. And did you not take LeBron? Is there any reason you take LeBron because you just don't like him, Gola? Oh no, it, it, I. It's strictly because of the short. I would shortages. refuse. Yeah, it's a. Strictly, I hate to say it, but I wouldn't touch that? him. I, I would never oh, put him on my team. I just couldn't do it. I can't I can't stand him, but if like if I had the if I had the third pick and Bryant and Jordan were like one and two, I would have taken LeBron three. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I just I just it's just a shortage at the position. So I that's just my whole thing. I'm definitely taking LeBron here. I'm just trying to figure out where I want to put him, what position. That's mm. the biggest thing. You can, I could literally put this dude at like four positions. Um, how do I want to go about this? All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put LeBron at shooting guard. I mean, not shooting guard, at small forward. Sorry, at small forward. Um. I mean, this dude is like in the conversation as best of all time. Obviously, I don't. I think obviously Jordan's one. I think LeBron is the second best player of all time. I think the only thing against him, and it, it's it's like the number of finals he's lost in his career. But it's like this dude still has been to so many. I think what has he been to ten finals in his career? It's 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 wild to me. Um, I feel like any he's going to become the all time scoring leader when it's all said and done. 
Um, there's a chance he could become the first player ever to play with his son in the NBA. I think it's just his longevity and always being like the best player in the NBA for so NBA for so long is like it's it it probably will never be happen again. Got anything good to say about him? I mean, he he's probably one of, if not the most complete player that's ever played, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like you have like Jordan, and I know Jordan was a very good defensive player, and I know Jordan was an elite scorer, but you know, you look at, I mean, it's not like he was an elite rebounder or or passer, and I feel like LeBron, uh, the guy seems like he could probably should or could if he actually tried during the regular season most of the time should average a triple double every fucking every year. He's that good. So I think a bigger egotistical maniac than coach K, but he's, uh, he's pretty dog. He's pretty goddamn incredible. All right. Um, with my second pick, I am going to go with, um, Like, this is obviously, like, an all-time draft, you know? And I think if this was draft was, like, played in the 80s, 70s, or 80s, it'd be a different pick. But since we're playing in, like, today's game, I'm taking Steph Curry. There'll never be uh, – maybe that's hard to say. Everyone's shooting threes nowadays. Everyone wants to mimic Curry. But, like, just the shit this dude does on a nightly basis, like, blows my mind. The shots this guy can get off. I'm taking Curry. At, At the point? point? Yeah. Yep. Uh, I had nothing good to say about LeBron, so I would I'd refuse to talk. Um, that's what my mother always taught me. Um, but Steph Curry, by the way, my favorite player, he will absolutely open the floor for all your guys. And especially LeBron being such a, a good slasher to the hoop. Uh, you give him those shooters. I mean, he, he made Kyle Korver a lot of fucking money. Could you imagine him with Steph Curry? I think that's a, a good start to that team. For sure. Whew. Let's see what I want to do here. Um, Again, I think there's there's two positions that are very weak. So I'm going to go with – I'm going to touch on my point guard here, and I'm going to go with arguably the best one ever, probably the, one of the best playmakers to ever walk the planet. Already and I'm taking magic. I'm taking magic, baby. I'm taking magic, and I'm just dipping into Lakers, baby. I I guarantee people are going to think this is UG. Seriously. <laughs> God, it's But incredible. I just think that magic is – he's he's – it was unbelievable. He was six nine. He could do everything he wanted to. You know, wasn't an elite scorer, but just did everything well. Um, so yeah, give me Irvin. And I he was like, he was like he was elite at banging bitches too. So I think it's unfortunate that like the time he played in because I think if Magic played today with the social media oh. and everything and like how oh any any like big time play becomes like like it's it's everywhere on on Twitter. You know, I think the shit that he did like on a nightly basis was just like he, he created Showtime Lakers, you know what I mean? And yeah, it's unfortunate his career got ended, ended the way it did, but yeah, no, for sure. Have you guys seen the, um, the new HBO show there? I think it's called Showtime actually. Have you seen the highlights for that? The previous, I haven't seen it, but I, I, I heard it's it. fucking awesome. So the guy that got to play uh, magic, it looks like just like him. It's like, yeah, I'm excited to watch it. It's like John see... C. Riley playing uh, the boss. Uh, yeah, Jerry Buss. Jerry Buss. Yep. Um, I did see that. Uh, oh, they had on WEI Wick, the owner of the Celtics. And uh, is it Jenny Buss? Is that her mm-hmm. name, the owner? Jeannie Buss. Uh, yeah. Jeannie Buss. They asked, he, they asked him 
um, if he watched any of it. And he said, uh, I've seen it all. I do know the Lakers are wicked upset about like the way they they're perceived and like they had no say in any of it. And they had they weren't oh, asked really? anything. They weren't any of it. It's call all comes from outside sources. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is interesting. <clears throat> okay, I will. Um, I had a the, the next pick's easy. I guess I'll, I'll take uh, small forward uh, Larry Legend, um, Larry Bird. Give me him at small forward. Um, I think him and him and him and Jordan. That's a pretty competitive team. I think you're getting one of the best. I think if he was in the NBA area now, Larry, he would have been fucking deadly mm-hmm. from three, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I just think that he he's uh, the ultimate guy. And plus, my dad's gonna be super happy. Um, <laughs> his, his favorite athlete of all time. So. I I um. When I was doing this, I was creating my list for this. I, I actually, I was thinking about going a different route and it just, it didn't work out already. And I am not going that route, but I, I, I made a, a list of best trash talkers in the NBA and everything I've read is that bird and MJ were like one, two as best trash talkers yeah. of all yes. time. So I think sure he's already got a, a psychological edge over LeBron. Yeah. This one too. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, he does. Holy fuck. This one is so hard for me. I am going to go center. I don't. Everything in me wants to say Bill Russell, but I'm going to go with Kareem at the center. Um, I just, from everything I've read, is that he's like the total player. Um, seven foot one, could score better than Bill. Um, rebound like a machine, could pass, could shoot. He's arguably the second, maybe third best player in, of all time. Um, on many lists, so I'm gonna go with Kareem. Six-time MVP, uh, six-time NBA champion, all-time scoring leader. It's actually it's actually crazy to me, and I think it's just because the position he plays that he's not talked about more for the best player of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what else the guy has to do to get into that conversation. He's just he's like never. I feel like he's never in the conversation. Yeah, but I think he was like right before. Well, he was a little bit before. Like when TV got huge with like Magic and 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 Magic and Bird made themselves better, right? Like they were so competitive against them that everybody tuned in TV to watch it. And I don't know if he had that because it seemed like it came in the '80s, where he played most of his time in the '70s. Yep. All right, let's see here. Hmm. We go a couple ways. Um. Oh my fuck! I don't know what I want to do here. I'm gonna go. Uh, I, know, I guess I can one. wait on my. I I can wait on my small forward because you guys have already taken most of them anyway. Both of them. Um, centers. I got three guys that can go with. All right, I'm gonna take the big fundamental at power forward. Tim Duncan, arguably one of these, like one of the best players. To, to lace him up that nobody really talks about. I feel like just cause he was like, wasn't flashy, just went about his business. The guy was the ultimate winner. Um, so taking Duncan at the four, he is, <clears throat> it's funny because if you had to ask me who was the better player between him and Kobe, it's, if you pick their careers, like you just put them out in front of you, I think you're taking Tim Duncan's. Um, but it was, you're right, non-flashy and just got it done and probably like the coach's ultimate dream, right? Like you just could tell him to do something. He would just nod his head. Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's weird because uh, like we grew up and like this guy's in our era, so like we watched just mm-hmm. whatever game this guy played, and he like even during the years he just never got the credit. And then after his career finished, it's then then it's like wow, this dude's actually like he's like a top ten player of all time. Yeah, like the shit that he did throughout his career, it just like. And I think that's the way he wanted to be. Like he's kind of like a Kawhi Leonard in a way, where they just don't talk on the court. They're so quiet, and I think that's just like the way their careers have been. They're just quiet careers. And at the end of the day, you look at him and you're like, "Wow, special, awesome middle name, dude." Timothy Theodore Duncan, love it. <laughs> All right, how am I going to make this team better? Um, I think I'm just going all new age guys here in this. That's fine though. All right. Uh, at power forward. Power forward under that. Kev still has shooting guard, power forward, and center open. Mm-hmm. He has selected Steph Curry and LeBron so far. All right. Yeah. At power forward, I am going to put Kevin Durant, dude. Um, I think he's been playing a little bit more power forward in his league and he's like seven feet tall. I know he's sick thin. Um, but I just want to load my team up with scoring and shooting and I'm loving that. I got LeBron dish to these two guys. So the rant. Yeah. I mean, we, we saw Tatum bring his game to a new level. Obviously he's been defending great. And I'll, you said Tatum, right? You watched that last series. Fucking no, <laughs> I mean Durant in his prime Christ. is fucking unbelievable. He's seven foot, dude. Can shoot anywhere on the court. He's fucking god. He's like probably the most offensive skilled player I've ever seen. Yeah, I'm shocked that he's 240 pounds, but it's just gonna be because he's like almost seven feet tall. So yeah. All right. All right. All right, at, I'm going to go center here. I'm going to go with the most dominant force the NBA has ever seen, and I don't think like anyone even come close to him, just oh. the way players are, and I'm going Shaq. Uh, give me Shaq at the center position. Diesel. The big Aristotle. I mean, there's been a lot of like good duos in the NBA history. Do you think Kobe and Shaq are like one best ever? Yes, I do. I think the only um, one is maybe Magic Kareem maybe could be up there. Um, yeah. Maybe I'm. I mean, like they talk about MJ and Pippen, but I just MJ don't think Pippen. P- yeah, that was my next one. I just that's just basically because MJ to me, but. Yeah, that I don't. I don't know. That's a good. I don't. Question. How much of did Magic and Kareem play together? Like, I wasn't Kareem at the tail tail end. I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. Is Let's it on me Kareem, now? Well, yeah, Kareem no, played they, from they played, 69 yeah. to 89. They played quite so. a few years together, yeah. Then you'd have to say Kareem and Magic, but in my opinion. Is it on me? It is on you, and you have small forward and center. 
positions open. You have at the point guard, Magic, shooting guard, Kobe, and power forward, the big fundamental, Tim Duncan. I um, kind of put myself in a fucking pickle here with uh, small forward. Um, you thought you were going to get Durant there? Well, yeah, and I, I after I did it, I kind of thought, I'm like, you know what, maybe somebody will take him and put him at um, power forward. So I'm actually going to take a power forward and put him at small forward. Um, I feel like most people probably won't. I don't know what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go center to give me a fucking chance to figure <laughs> this out again. Uh, I'm gonna take Wilt. I mean, the guy is what he averaged like fucking 50 and 25 for his career or something stupid like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going with him because it's default. I don't know. I hate this fucking lineup. I, 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 I'll tell you what, Wilt had his way with the woman, the ladies too. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, he? yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Um, I think the numbers that Wilt put up were just like, they'll never, ever, even, won't even be close to be in touch for points and like rebounds a game. Just absurd. Like he averaged, one season he averaged 50 points and 25 rebounds a game. One season he averaged 38 points and 27 rebounds. It's like insane. But this dude was playing in the 50s and 60s. Like the only person like he ever played against was Russell. Um, I still think he'd be good. I just don't think he'd be as dominant, even close, if it was, you know, a little later in the career. I am shocked that this guy wouldn't, didn't get drafted. Um, and I don't know if he exactly fits the power forward, um, but he's going to play it on my team and he's going to defend the fuck out of the ball. It's Bill Russell. And, uh, we're going to bring a champion and put him right at power forward. Well, it's only like six foot eight, right? Yep. You know, he got Durant zero points. He got, I think think you're only just trying to like impress your dad in this draft. That's all you're trying to do. Admit no. it, dude. <laughs> yes, you are. My dad doesn't even didn't, didn't even watch Bill Russell. I'm, exactly. Because Bill Russell played so long ago that there was probably only like 16 people playing the NBA at that point, dude. He played the with the greatest winner talent. of all time in sports. Shuri, you could have won NBA championships in the 1960s, dude. There was no yeah, one playing Yeah, but you can't compare generations. you got to take them for what they were in their generation. We're and playing. he was a 10-time champion. We're and playing I'm these taking guys. him as the best defender. Of anyone on this board, give me him. I think that he locks up. You guys won't get any rebounds. Fuck Shaq. That guy will get Shaq would just bully this dude. Oh, my God. Bill Russell would get absolutely fucking dominate him. Dominate him. (laughs) He wouldn't get a fucking shot off. He'd just be like, oh, Oh, out of bounds. bounds." I No doubt. You are ridiculous. Bill Russell at the power forward is probably the steal of the draft. I think that is honestly the worst pick in the entire draft. He is the best winner well, of all time. He's got great statistics, sport. dude, but he would get just absolutely bullied by like these new age centers. I, I think Greg Monroe would eat fucking Bill Russell up, dude. <laughs> eat his fucking lunch, dude. Oh, my God. There's not even a chance. Bill Russell would dominate. He would. He would even be close. Um, and that point guard, I need some points. I need some buckets. I'm going AI. Oh, I love it, dude. There you go, dude. Love Iverson. Yep. I um thought about going Stockton, but if I had a better score at my power forward, instead I went with the best defender and best winner of all time, 
I had to go get some points. That's why I went with AI. So I um I'm looking at my roster here and you know I I got a Kobe's like obviously one of the better scorers ever. This team that I'm gonna bowl, this guy I'm gonna take is if it was today's game, this team's probably not winning because they're not making any three pointers. But if we're talking early 2000s, maybe a, a little bit before that, I'm taking them, and I'm taking the German, putting him at small forward. I'm going with Dirk. I don't really like anything else at small forward, so I'm gonna play Dirk at the. Uh, Derek at the three, and I'm just going fucking huge in my front line. I'm going to you got a really big Derek. team. Wow. Even Magic was big. Yeah. Kobe's yeah. the smallest one. He's like six seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you got a big team, man. I'll you tell know, you what, that team is not gonna hit Shaq me. seven foot, Durant's about seven foot, LeBron six ten. That oh, team's not gonna moves. that that team is not gonna fucking make many three pointers, dude. But Wow. I hate my team. I fucking hate your team too, dude. My God. It's pretty <laughs> disgusting. You just took literally the like most overrated player in NBA history, dude. Are you kidding? How? Have you looked at what his stats are? Like legitimately looked they, at what they, his stats are? They didn't even had. keep stats back when he played. Exactly. He played like, so long ago they didn't keep stats. That's, that's exactly dude, the point, dude. So in average, baseball, you wouldn't take all the old timers? No, like I no, wouldn't. Probably not. They they were probably facing guys throwing like 85, 90 miles an hour oh every game. Oh my god, banana lands. Hold on, Bananas. hold on. This is what I want to. Uh, okay, NFL. Would you take the old? The would you take the old NFL quarterbacks compared to these quarterbacks today? I would take Brady. <laughs> yeah, because he's because he's, he's a new age quarterback, and every every quarterback is like yeah, they but just throw the ball so much more. It's a different. If league, you had right? Joe Montana, Kevin, this fucking. In the no, no, no. Joe Montana played in the 80s, dude. He didn't play in the 60s like fucking Bill Russell over here. That's you're all asking getting. me the old times. If I would take Joe Montana, yes, I would take Joe Montana because he would adapt to the, the okay. offenses nowadays and light it up and probably have more better stats than Brady because he was way more talented. Absolutely. Can we tell, okay. Can we? This is what I want to say about Russell. Okay. And the guy, okay, yes, he averaged 22 and a half fucking rebounds a game. Okay. That's a lot because that he was. Six, he averaged 15 fucking points a game in 1960 when there was no other big man besides Will. Like, he should have just completely dominated. The guy shot 44% from the fucking floor at 6'10". Demo, you don't think all, AI, this, MJ, Bird, and Kareem are going to score enough for me? I'm, I'm building my saying that he, I, I, You're arguing the fact. We just said that he's overrated. Bill Russell, yeah, yeah, didn't that's win what I'm 10 saying. fucking. Bill I think Russell you have a great team. Win, yeah, I He's, do too. If anything, he could but be Bill, underrated. If Bill Russell doesn't win 10 titles, people don't think he's one of the greatest of all time. I'm close. His stats do not. If Tom Brady doesn't win six for goal, he's not one of the best of all time. People still say Dan Marino. Like you say, Dan Marino's probably a top like 10 quarterback of all time, but he never won a Super Bowl, but his stats are there. Bill Russell's stats are not there. He averaged 15 fucking points a game when he was playing a bunch of 22 boards. Six, Dude, he was playing against a bunch of fucking plumbers that were like six foot. They were fucking fat, and they were from the off. Like, what are we talking about here? He shot forty four percent from the floor. He was six foot ten, playing a bunch of bunch of fucking tiny guys. At a time for goal, there was no three point line. Everyone just crammed the paint. What are you talking about? 
We could do this all day. He's one of the best winners of all time. He's the best winner. He doesn't mean he's one of the better players of all time. He was the leader on the teams that won. What the fuck do you want him to do? What what do you mean what I want him to do? I want him to be more dominant. He won for Golda. Why would he have to score 50 if he won? If he won, you just do what your team wants. The uh, the guy just, never averaged. Just so you know, the average height in 1961 was six foot five. In 2000, uh, 2021, it was six foot seven. I mean, two inches for the average height. Um, I just, I, I think what Bill Russell did, he did everything he could do in the era he played in. He just played in the worst era in the NBA history. That's all it comes down to. That's all I'm saying. He did everything he could. He won every championship in the 60s. I get it. But if you put Bill Russell up against guys of like the 2000s, 2010s, I just think he gets bullied. I just don't think his body is even close to being what it is. Um, Maybe if Bill Russell was born, if the same person was born in 1990 and then he was able to do the same training that guys do today, yes, Bill Russell maybe would be more dominant, I think. But I'm just I'm I'm comparing the guy that played in 1960s versus the guys that play in 2010s. And I don't even think it's close. Right. So and like just talk about I agree with what Kev says. I think. Russell excelled in the time that he played. But you want to talk about getting bullied these days against bigger guys. What did you just say, Kevin Durant weighed, G? 240? 240. So he's six foot 10, 240 pounds. And you see how skinny he is? Bill Russell was six foot 10, 215. That guy is not bodying anybody up in the fucking paint. Mm-hmm. And even in the 80s, he's not doing that. He did it in the 60s. In the 80s, he's getting fucking bullied around. Absolutely not. And then. The, well, yeah. I you watched Barkley play, gonna... man. Barkley was smaller than him. He did just fine. He's a way better Barkley, dude. It's ridiculous. It's probably the most ridiculous argument I've ever heard. He's really. <laughs> I, I just. It's. I'm not saying absurd listen, to say is, you take this, the player from that. Like if he played in this era, he would do just fine, dude. He would fucking float around the rim, probably. He's okay, super athletic. Okay, he would do. Okay, he would do just fine. Maybe he still averages 15 a game. He's not sniffing 22 and a half rebounds. There's no chance. He's not sniffing it. He's not sniffing it. And he's still only shooting 44% from the floor, dude. That's pretty bad. Don't know that. That's There's not, not 10 bad. guys in the paint. You don't know that. 22. You think he's going to average 22? Has anybody, what's the, what's the highest rebound total anybody's had in fucking 20 years? Andre Any Drummond probably averaged like 16. Okay. Andre fucking so Drummond. Gonna, so you're going to, you think that this guy is going to average six and a half more rebounds a game in the if NBA? If he plays the whole game, I'll, yeah. Best rebounder of all time. Christ, dude. Why not? His stats did it back then. Because, dude, he was like the biggest guy in the court other than Wilt. He should. He's he not dominated playing, Wilt. Like, Look at his numbers versus Wilt. Pull him up. Okay, listen to me for two fucking seconds here. I understand. Maybe he dominated Wilt. But my point is, if he played in the NBA today... There's like fucking half the league six foot ten. He's not gonna out rebound him. What is your point? Barkley dominated at six foot six for Gola. What is your point? He dominated his error. Barkley dominated his error. Uh, dominated his okay. So let's look at something right now. What did um What the fuck is going on? Fuck field internet. 
I'll tell you what, I've had a lot of time to make this pick, and I have no idea what I'm drafting. Dude, I'm telling you. Okay. <laughs> Barkley averaged, yeah, he averaged 22 points a game, but his, he dominated his era, and he averaged 12, po- 12 rebounds a fucking game, and he dominated his era is what you're saying. But and Bill, Bill Russell's, Russell's two a- inches taller and a better rebounder. And he's, so he's going to average 10 more in a fucking, come on, Shorey. Why not? I just think you're fucking – I just don't think there's any fucking shot. He averages over 20 rebounds a fucking game. So every player that doesn't NBA, play in this generation, we're going to go back to Jordan. Jordan's not going to average anything. Like, we're going to go back to Magic. His assists aren't going to be – There's a little bit – there's a little bit difference with the fucking mid-90s and 19-fucking-62, dude. Yeah, there's a big difference. Why? You know what you're talking about? You're talking about greatest of all times. You know, you ask us about the whole baseball thing without taking those guys. I'm sorry. I don't think Babe Ruth's catching up to fucking guys throwing 102. Oh, he's mashing it, dude. He's drinking beers and mashing it. Absolutely. Absurd comment that you can't, you don't think anyone old could be good. I'm not saying I don't. Absurd. I don't think, that's not what I'm saying. You're taking everything I'm saying completely out of fucking context. What are you talking about? I just said, you just said about basketball players. Now you're saying about baseball players. What else do you want to say about? Who am I missing? What? What What are we missing? What we, I all I said was I don't think that Bill Russell is going to be as dominant in today's game or even in the 90s as he was in the fucking 60s. I don't think that's that crazy. I never said Bill Russell was a bad fucking player. You, you're kind of doing the whole thing. It's like with the whole thing about Jeter. When I said Jeter was overrated, I think Jeter's overrated. I never said Jeter. Well, was you a think that famer. because he played and retired five years ago. If he was playing now, he'd be great. No, oh, God. No, All no, right. No. We're putting an end to this. This is yeah, getting Jesus this is fuck. absurd. Uh, no, that was fuck an absurd it. argument. Uh, I feel comfortable, comfortable on how I handled that. All right. I am going to go. I'm just going like new age players. Shaq is my oldest player, dude. Um, and I'm OK with that because I think that the league is just better now. I just I do. And I'll stand by that. I think people grow up and they have these these thoughts of these legends in their head. And they think of like, oh, these guys were just absolutely legendaries in the 60s and the 70s. And it's like, get the fuck out of here. NBA is so much better now. The guys are so much better. They're just so much more skilled, so much stronger. I'm going with the – I got the best scorer of our generation, Durant. Oh, the best skilled player of our generation, Durant. And I'm going with the best scorer in James Harden at shooting guard. I don't care if my team can't play a lick of defense, dude. My team is going to score 160 points a game, and good luck trying to stop me with fucking Bill Russell running around, dude. <laughs> I'm going to give you a fucking rebuttal. I mean, another one. James Harden? Yes. Uh, not James Harden this year. Okay, let's let's go to James Harden stats. Let's go. He had a year where he had 34, 6, and 7. He had a year where he scored, uh, let's see, 25, no, 8, and 8. Yeah, 25, 8, and 8, dude. That's today's Andy, games. Andy has said before he likes winners, but you take you take James Harden. Hey. I'm good, dude. I got Steph, LeBron, and uh, Shaq have won a couple championships, and they're just going to teach Durant and Harden how to win them. I think it's hilarious that you have Bill Russell guarding Kevin Durant, dude. That's all I'm going to say. Luck. He's, That's he's, all I'm gonna say, dude. If he's Grant given, Williams just ate him up, then what do you think Bill Russell's gonna do? He's given up friggin'. He's <laughs> given Grant Williams to just Durant, ate dude. his fucking lunch. Bill, what is Bill Russell gonna thirty do? pounds to Durant. <laughs> I mean, come he's on, he's gonna bury him. Uh, Grant Williams just ate his lunch. <laughs> all 
Oh my fucking Christ! That was a good one. I have no, absolutely no, um, shot at winning any game with my roster. I don't think. I need to win games like eighty-nine to eighty-two. I, I, you have to have uh, the slowest roster of all time. I feel like, like Dirk and Duncan. Dirk, I feel Duncan. like they're the slowest guys of all time. I'll tell you what, dude, they can just I'm, we're fucking long low. And Chamberlain was a Laker. You got three Lakers in your team. I know. Incredible. There was so is there. Um, you got no East Coast names, guys. All West no, Coast. No, no, that's right. So there was a couple guys that I had on here that I, um. Missed another one at center. I had thought about going with was Hakeem. Yeah, yeah. Um, power forward. I thought about going with depending on how the board fell. I was um possibly going with Garnett, just to, like so he could fucking scream and holler at everybody and bring the intensity. But I didn't know if it was. I thought about matching him, uh, pairing him up with Kobe, and then really just fucking killing everybody else on the team. But I would have taken uh, Garnett because I thought Russell was gonna go at center. Um. Obviously, he's probably my favorite Celtic of all time until Tatum, I think, is going to surpass that. But how uh, Bill? One guy, I, I wouldn't have put him on this list, but I was just looking at, like, best, you know, each positions. And one guy who I think is grossly underrated is Moses Malone. I don't know if you guys like – you guys probably don't even know much about him, right? <clears throat> this dude won the MVP three times. I think he's, like, considered, like, the best offensive rebounder of all time. But he had a year, like, where he had 31 points and 15 rebounds. Like, he had he had four years in a row where he had 15 rebounds. And mind you, that's in the 80s, too. It's not in the 1960s. So I think it holds a little bit more merit. Uh, I don't know. This dude was just grossly underrated. Um, I made a list. There have been 12. Okay, there's been 14 people in NBA history. I'm not going to have you name it all. There's been 14 people in NBA history who have won a championship and then won, won multiple MVPs also. Pretty. We have just about everyone on the list. The only ones we didn't that we didn't name were Moses Malone and Giannis. That's it. Only two guys we didn't name. But there's been two people, two more people who have multiple MVPs but never won a championship. Do you know who those two players are? Multiple MPs and MVPs and never won a title. Yeah, Steve Nash. Should, Steve Nash. And the other ones, I think you should know too. How many are? How many were there? Just one other guy. Oh, one of the guy. Yeah. Barkley? Nope. No, he's got one. He's got one MVP. Oh, Carmelo? Carmelo. Yep. Those are the two, man. And Let's I think that Carmelo could be definitely on the list. And I think that Giannis, by the end of his career, would be on most people's list. Yeah. Um, You'd like to see him shoot a little bit more. He could probably play the center, but I think the, like center is probably the most stacked position, wouldn't you say? Well, uh, yes. I think the big men were Green, there was more Wilt, stacked. Stack, uh, uh, Juan, um, it's pretty fucking loaded. Yeah, I think the big men, the the fours and five, I think there was way more depth. Like you look at like the point guards, and I think it was like, um. Oh, you have magic, but like, and then the other ones, like they're talking about like Isaiah Thomas. It's like, I am not putting that fucking loser on my fucking No, team. I hate Isaiah. Stockton I was either could definitely go... be on one, dude. Stockton was unbelievable. Yeah. No, Stockton was the other guy I had, but. Um, All-time steals leader, did... too. Yeah. Yeah. I was going, I was going to say if, well, if I did get the third pick, how we were talking about whether it was Kobe and Jordan or whatever, if I, um, 
if I end up with three and Colby and Jordan with like one and two, I was probably going like modern this way and I was going to take um, LeBron and Steph probably the, for them three, four pick. But Well, that's exactly what I did. I was thinking Bird and Steph, so. That's what I was going to do. It's funny that Steph made it that far. In all I, was gonna play... I just think that he changed the game so much. <laughs> but um, I think I was going to also play LeBron at the one and put Steph at the two. Yeah. We can play what ifs all the time, but yeah. That was good, dude. That was a pretty intense conversation, dude. Loved it. That was a little more, a little more than I thought I was gonna get. I can tell you that. Hey, I gotta stick by my pick and uh, my decisions. I feel, I feel confidence. You know what's okay? Hold on, real, real quick here. I so I have Barkley's basketball reference up when we were talking about like that whole argument. And you know how they has it has like their nicknames and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So there's like I'm gonna read these off for fucking Barkley. It's unbelievable. So Sir Charles, you heard the round mound of rebound. Yeah. <laughs> the Chuckster, the Chuck Wagon, the Prince of Pizza, the Incredible Bulk, <laughs> the Leaning Tower of Pizza, Bread Truck, Boy George. <laughs> Love Boat, Food World, The Crisco Kid, Wide Load from Leeds, Ton of Fun, and Good Time Blimp. Oh my god, it's that's epic. It's Probably one of the best personalities in all of sports. It's um, that's the most nicknames I've ever seen on Basketball Reference. <laughs> it's gotta be. It's, it's fucking crazy there's that many of them. I, I wonder how many of them Shaq gave him. Right, because oh, yeah. I feel like on TNT just fucking was laying out every like year just a new nickname for him. It's so ridiculous. That's good. Yep. Um, I don't that have any trades, so yeah, not got none. Um, it's been that quiet, was a good one though. It's been that quiet. was good. Um, hey, oh, hold on, real quick. I think because pitching, by the way, especially in our fantasy baseball, I think pitching being so outrageous right now that it makes it. Everyone's mm-hmm. pitching well, so it's like you're not going to move batters for batters. Usually, you, you yep. need to like throw in some pitchers here and there, and it makes it's making the league like wicked shy. It sucks. They got to fix it. They got to fix yeah, it. Sucks. Baseball's awful. Like, Maybe we'll talk about that next it, episode. Is how bad baseball is with um, these humidified balls that are just, just every one of them staying in the park, and you see some smashed, and they just aren't even getting out. Well, I'll tell you what it didn't affect tonight, and Rory, if you listen to this, you go fuck yourself, but uh, fucking Rowdy Telez, dude, two dingers, six RBIs. Oh. Jesus fucking Christ. It's a good pickup, man. <laughs> fuck yeah. Really All right. Follow us. Let's go. Subscribe. Uh, would you, time out, real quick question. Would you rather have Babe Ruth or Rowdy Talese? What the fuck his name is? Babe Ruth. Dude, we're talking the best players of all time. Come on. He said he couldn't hit fastballs. Couldn't catch up with them. I'm I'm still not 100% sure I'm wrong on that. that like if he, if he gets in the fucking box against DeGrom, and DeGrom's pumping 102. Not I'm many not guys have DeGrom. DeGrom doesn't pitch anyway. I was going to say, two, two things that's about that. Uh, he doesn't pitch, but if he did, uh, not many guys are hitting that. The thing is, is I can't even go back and look at like what the average fastball pitch was in the 1930s because like they didn't have radar yeah, guns back then. Radar. No, it 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 was probably mid mid 80s. I'm guessing. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Subscribe. Uh, Make sure you subscribe, like, give us some reactions um, when you listen to the podcast. Um, And then uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Um, Beers Dad Ball. We appreciate it. We love you guys. Thank you. And uh, you'll hear from us on uh, Monday. Yes, sir. Peace. Thanks, guys.